It's the bye week for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm here with Nick Leckie. We're down a man. Big B not joining us today. We're going to talk about all that and more coming up on Outside the Trenches, presented by Five Farms. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Outside the Trenches. It's Outside the Trenches, presented by our friends at Five Farms, Irish Cream Liqueur, hanging out with Nick Leckie. Kind of a throwback episode, Nick. You and I hanging out here. We only need BJ Kissel to really complete the uh, the true fullback. How are you doing, Nick? I'm good. I'm good, Tucker. How are you doing tonight, man? I cannot complain. There's some action on TV. I don't know how big you are to to midweek college football action. Not at all. I greatly enjoy it. Uh, Here's the thing about Maction is that it's football on TV when there's not football on. And so, like, yeah, they're smart. It's Tuesday, it's Wednesday. Sometimes they play Thursday, but it's usually Tuesday and Wednesdays when the Mac plays, especially closer to Thanksgiving later on in the season. They have these big games to decide their conference, basically. In the middle of the week, and you're right, it's it's incredibly smart from these schools to for the conference to say, hey, let's play when there's no other football. Let's play when we have no other competition. What what dancing with the stars is our other competition? Yeah, let's put some football on there. I love that. I absolutely love that. I love the uh, the minor league mentality. Like, let's make this true entertainment. Let's get on a random day. I think it'd be cool too if you play a game on a Wednesday. And you fly back home that night, and you're going to class Thursday, going to class Friday, and guess what? You a normal college kid. You got the weekend to do it, do it to it, man. That's got the week. See, that's that's probably a pretty solid selling point if you're like recruiting kids. Like, hey, listen, most of the season you're gonna have your Saturdays. You can watch because I'm sure these kids playing football are football fans. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't surprise me. Like, yeah, you want to watch like the LSU Alabama game? You're gonna have time to do that because you're playing on Tuesday, uh, but I think I think that's a that's a really good selling point. Listen, the MAC figured it out. Conference USA started doing it too, where they're playing on Tuesdays. Like other conferences are moving to midweek games. Yeah, I I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, it makes sense. And I imagine too with like that TV contract, it was like on ESPN or whatever it's on. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, it's got to be like, hey, will you play your games Monday through Thursday? Absolutely. You know pay me my money type type concept, right? Because it's like, uh, we are, we are, baseball is not our national pastime. Football, American football is our national pastime. now. It has overtaken baseball. Oh, yeah. It is. Oh, yeah. And you see how, how popular the NFL is too. I mean, they're going overseas. Like the Chiefs just played in Germany uh, on their bye week. Now appreciate everybody hanging out with us currently. I didn't know we were going to start this episode by talking about the Mac. Um, but if you, if you're listening to this show, we know that you love Mac football, because if you listen to this show, it's for the hardcore, it's for the hardcore fans. It's for, uh, it's for people who love the B side. It's for people who want something different out of their, uh, out of their podcasting. But Nick, coming out of the bye week, Chiefs get a big win over the Miami Dolphins. I want to get your initial thoughts on that game. Uh, thoughts on the, uh, the Sunday morning viewing experience from America, number one, and, uh, and, uh, your, your, your thoughts on the game. It was funny. I, I got buddies in London and they were like, oh, great. Football at two o'clock. This is perfect. Just, just like back home. So so it was awesome for them. And uh, it was weird for me because usually that's my my Premier League watching schedule. You know, it's like 6 a.m., 8.30, 10.30. 
and it's like, wow, okay, we got we got some actual hand aid going on right now. And this is this is great. It's really cool. And just just a great game. Uh, classic Chiefs though, where I feel like they do enough, like just to get like passing grade and win. And it's pretty amazing. It's like they're a really good sales rep who's living quota to quota. Just do hundred and two percent, right? Just you do enough to get over your quota and then move on. Right? It's like nothing more, nothing less. It's good. That's a good way to put it. Uh, because it was one of those things where first drive of the game happened, and it was like, oh boy, Chiefs are back. Uh, offense is fixed. All they needed to do was play a real football team, and they decided to run real football plays. Uh, that's all they needed. But then it looked like they kind of, uh, I don't know if I'm sure the Dolphins adjusted and everything like that, but it looked like they kind of mailed it in a little bit in the second half there. No points, Nick, in the second half, and they still win a football game. That's in itself is kind of impressive. That's crazy. I mean, but that just tells you the strength of this defense. And I'm glad the defense and Spags are finally getting their due because they've been literally hard carrying since since the uh, Los Angeles 55 to 54 game. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that was a threshold for the Spagnola defense to be like, you know what? We're not going to take you. You know, this is Gandalf the Gray. We are planting our staff in the, in the ground. We're saying none shall pass. Boom. Get off the white. What's up? We're good. Let's do it. Let the Super Bowls come in. The defense has been incredibly impressive. Uh, I know that. Listen, I was I was early on the defense. I get it. Uh, I was in this summer. I was saying I thought it could be a top five defense. Now it's some some people are saying it's a top three defense. Craig Stout saying that when it, in some, in some regards it's a top three defense. Some statistical measures call it a top one defense. Uh, but it's been a it's been a very solid performance from the Chiefs, and they haven't they've played some good teams too so far this year. They they've played some good offenses. They've held Jacksonville to only nine points, no touchdowns. Uh, they kind of they stifled the the Chargers, but they've been able to really hold their own, only allowing more than twenty one points once, which was to the Denver Broncos and kind of a, <laughs> of all of all things, right? Of all of all teams to kind of lose it against the Denver Broncos. To be that, but that's okay. So what that game, what that game encapsulates, and which should like dispel or or just to broadcast to everybody is how how difficult or not difficult, but how weird divisional games are. For sure, like like divisional games. Like I remember playing, and your divisional opponent, it's like you knew them so well because you've been playing for them for years. You just have this this feel for them, like what they do, what they're about, and it's like man, you settle into these grooves. Right of like, damn, and they, they got us, or, or they whatever, and it's you just know you know them so well that anything can happen. The divisional game, and it has no bearing on the rest of your season because they're almost anomalies or blips. Because you can't say, oh, there's a divisional opponent they always playing weird, right? It's like uh, kissing cousins or something like that. It just it's weird. It's just it's awkward. <laughs> Very much so. Uh, I do think it's interesting when you talk about these divisional teams because these teams are, like, building themselves to beat the Chiefs. Like, that is, like, their purpose is to beat the Chiefs. So, obviously, if they win the division, obviously, they make the playoffs. I don't think another another team's not going to make it from the playoffs from the AFC uh, West. So, like, their only shot at at getting to the playoffs is winning the division. Your only, like, true shot of getting to the playoffs is winning the division. So, they have to build these teams to beat the Chiefs. So when they met, they're they're going to purposely match up really well against the Chiefs. 
Uh, but then like other teams, you'll see other times like, you know, the Dolphins hang 70 points on the on the Broncos. Like they just don't match up well with other teams. Uh, so I think that that's always one of the things that I have to remind myself, especially when divisional games. And even though the Broncos might stink and even though the Raiders are trying to just burn the whole thing down, which seemingly seems like a good idea, truthfully, because they've listen. I don't know if you saw the video, Nick, of them smoking cigars in their locker room after a regular season win. Have you ever seen, in your playing days, a celebration like that after a regular season win? It's okay. Here, here's here's where I think where it started from, and it's not it's not like Joe Burrow at LSU smoking a cigar after the Natty win. You know the dominant season. I think it goes back to you look at basketball, you look at baseball playoffs, mm. and those suckers. Uh, it's champagne and beer and put on the goggles after every playoff victory. Yeah. And I've, I was always jealous of that because like, I think we we're a Super Bowl. We couldn't bring in champagne to the locker room before. Cause like, no, you can't, you can't bring in that stuff to whatever. So I'm like, wow, it's a Super Bowl. But like the baseball does it for a damn, uh, playoff, uh, a win in game. Yeah. You know, like, like, this, game, yeah. So, um, who was running the the Casey Sports Network Twitter on on for that tweet about? And it felt like it was BJ because it was like nobody celebrates a a, a regular season victory more than the Raiders. And I laughed when saw for that. Dude, it was it was good. Got to give a hat tip to Joel uh, Joel okay. who, who runs our social now. Joel for still. Uh, he also good. he also made another tweet about like oh, I don't know if you saw that. Tyreek Hill said that the Dolphins, like the Dolphins and Chiefs, is the NFL's newest rivalry, biggest, newest biggest rivalry. And he made a tweet saying that, like, well, it seems like uh, a lot of teams have called the Chiefs their biggest rival, from the Patriots to the Ravens to the Bengals to the Bills uh, to you name it. They're saying that the Chiefs are the biggest rival, and they've been the one consistent throughout. And that has. Uh, has proven to be true, even though they've had a, a pretty suspect uh, performance from their offense so far this year. Uh, not the offense that we have been accustomed to seeing, Nick, but they do get the bye week when it feels like at the right time uh, to get some adjustments. And we know Andy Reid's going to get that locker room right, everything. Uh, lots of self-scouting going on, but thoughts on the uh, Chiefs offense heading into the bye week? I think I think the bye comes at a great time. Uh, I think because what what do you have? How many games do you have? Do we have left? Is there? Is this like January seventh is the last one, right? Yeah. So they've put pl- they're seven and two, I believe. Nick, you might want to check me on that. Uh, I think they're seven and two. So they've played what nine games? Yeah, nine. This, this is week nine going into week ten. So they have n- nine games left, right? No, seven games, eight games left. There we go. My math no. My math yeah. is not mathing at that point. Right. But it's perfect. Like I always looked, um, I always look when I was playing, you always, you, first thing you look at is look at your bye week and, and you pray that you don't have a, a week four, week five bye week because that just sucks. But right now when you have a bye week or it divvies up the season, it's perfect. And I feel like the coaches are going to go into this bye week and they're going to say, hey, look, we need to retool this offense. You know, we need to figure out who, who's our, our guy if Travis is covered because teams have figured out. That's Travis's um, Patrick safety blanket. It's his. It's his binky, and the rest of the offense kind of thrives around that. As we saw, you know, in games where where Travis gets gets held down, it's like, hey, you don't know what to do. And honestly, I I don't think tra- uh, Patrick trusts this offensive line. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't think that you're getting that protection. Like, I saw a stat, and it said like the Chiefs have like the fewest pressures or something like that. But Mahomes bails them out a lot. 
like he he bails him out a lot. So it's like, man, that's something that needs to get figured out also. Least sack team in the NFL, I believe. The Chiefs only have 12 sacks this year. And Nick, to your point, yeah, I think that's because of Patrick Mahomes. Um, a lot of times you say sacks aren't a quarterback stat. That one's a quarterback stat. Yeah. Uh, when, when you want to, when it comes down to it. Uh, but you, yeah, you mentioned the timing of the bye week. I think that the Chiefs have had some pretty fortunate luck when it comes to uh, their place with the bye week in the past few years. Um, it's, see, I can't remember like the last time I looked at a Chiefs bye week and was like, that's a bad week for a bye week. <laughs> it seems like they've always had one of the pretty good areas, especially then coming off of the Germany game, off of a foreign game. Uh, they then hit the bye week, which I think the NFL gives all teams the opportunity to to claim the bye week after their international game. Perfect. I think there was it's perfect. It is, it is, and I think there was one year the Jaguars didn't do it, or uh, there was another team. There was one team that didn't choose to do it. I don't know why, oh. but and then off of the bye week, you get the Monday night game, so which is an even more extended rest uh, when you look at it a little bit further. Um, but Nick, I'm curious your thoughts too on that on the Monday night game after a bye week. Did you ever have that when you played uh, the Monday night game after the bye week, and uh, how does that play in the Chiefs' favor, especially going against it, like the Eagles, a very big game? Always. Well, I think I think if you can get a bye and then you get one extra day of rest, I mean that's so crucial. Like that is so crucial because there'll be times where where you can't put weight on something on Friday. And then Saturday, you're a little bit better. And then Sunday, you're kind of like good to go once you get some proper medicine in you. So if you get another extra day to to add on to your teardown rebuild cycle that you're constantly going through in the NFL season, that, that's huge. Yeah, that, that's so huge. And especially for, for your November games too, mid-November game, it's huge. It, it's absolutely, any day right now, it, it's awesome. It's awesome. And this is why you see when, when guys come in and start playing now who haven't been playing, you know, you say fresh legs, right? Because they have fresh legs, right? And it makes a difference. It really does. I am interested in just the the uh, the amount of rest to going into a, a game with such magnitude carrying just the Eagles and the Chiefs. Obviously, it being a Super Bowl rematch is a lot, but the Eagles probably the best team in the NFC right now. Uh, some people could argue the 49ers. 49ers haven't looked good as of late, as good as of late, I should say. Uh, Going against the top team, what a lot of people think in the AFC. Uh, so it's it's a it's a, it could be a quasi Super Bowl preview again. Chiefs coming off of a bye, Andy Reid versus his old team, and I, and I think that there, there's just a lot going into it. Uh, now I, I was telling you this before we started, Nick. I had to look it up, but um, the winning against the Dolphins, BJ Kessel talked about this on Ten Things uh, this past week was uh, Andy Reid's 124th regular season win as the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. The victory tied him with former Chiefs and Pro Football Hall of Fame coach Hank Strom for the most wins in franchise history. Reid, who was also the all-time winningest head coach in the Philadelphia Eagles history, joined Dan Reeves, Tom Coughlin, and Tony Dungy as the only four coaches to rank in the top two in all-time wins for two different NFL franchises. And with one more win, Reed will pass Strom's franchise record of 124 wins, and he will become the first head coach in NFL history to be the winningest coach for two different NFL franchises. That win could come against the Philadelphia Eagles, who he is also uh, top, like uh, a top, uh, the leading wins getter for as a head coach for the franchise. So, scriptwriters doing a lot of work there, Nick. They did a really good job with that one. They really did. Uh, I think I think it's a cool thing. Obviously, if you're a coach. 
or a player, you, you want to get it for your coach and your coach doesn't care because you just want to win. And, and this one's different too because this could be a potential, you know, Super Bowl repeat game. So you want to be cagey with what you have, what you what you put out there. And it's like, man, like what am I going to show on tape to these guys? And then what's going to be different if if we happen to meet again at a later date in February? And I don't even know where the Super Bowl's at. This year, Vegas. Is it Vegas? Vegas, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So it's like, yeah, if you want to be out in the desert, uh, you know, versus those guys, right? It's like, what do you do? Uh, and like I said, it'll be a good time to really see this this offense line is going to get tested again. And and I think if you're Philly, honestly, you're thinking. Man, our four, our, our front four, we can absolutely get after oh, yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Like, absolutely get after it. I mean, and you see they're using like extra, like a back and a tight end, like as a flanker position to help out the tackles. And if you just paid your tackles and you got to help them out, man, that's difficult. That's that's very difficult. Especially with Jawan Taylor when you're uh, relying on Travis Kelsey to line up in a close split just to kind of split out the uh, tackle a little bit and get a and and get a chip on him for your uh, high paid tackle to to want him to do that is is tough. It's tough. Um, you don't want that to happen. But uh, Nick, one of the things that we were talking about pre-show too about what we wanted to talk about is how different the Chiefs are from the beginning of the season to. Well, prime football time, November, December, like when it when it comes down to like, all right, let's let's get let's get serious about all this stuff, uh, because we we haven't seen the offense necessarily click in for a full game. The Chargers game is probably the closest game we've gotten to that. Uh, but I'm curious, like, what do you think goes into that? What what do you think makes them so different, especially with the bye week with the with with us in the bye week right now? Andy Reid so good out of the bye week, so good in the bye week, the self scouting process, everything like that. But what do you think? makes this team so different when it comes to to like basically playoff time so i i think what what you do is during the season and, and i'll start with like wide receiver drops like the chiefs and your reads offenses are always good about hey look you make some drops then we're going to go back we're going to go back at you we're, we're going to get your confidence up because andy reed does play the long game right he's not going to bench someone if they make a few drops because then you're just gonna you're wasting a resource right where you kill someone's confidence and there's a lot going on behind the scenes that we don't know about too in the locker room. We don't know who's hurting, who's not. Sure. Got issues off the field stuff. But I feel like like last year, who was it? Who was the running back? Was it McKinnon or Pacheco who got the defensive the December Player of the Month? Uh, McKinnon. McKinnon had like McKinnon. nine touchdown catches in like <laughs> the last six games or something like that. It was right insane. Yeah, it, it's like the Chiefs' offense. It has it simmer. It simmers all all season. And then once good football time happens, like, you know, that crunch time, that that late November, that December, yep. like those are when the Chiefs turn it on. Like you said, I, I'd be curious to see the Chiefs December stats versus their September stats. You know, it's just, I think it'd just be, it's one of those things where they they, they figure it out. And then you have the, this great locker room, you know, all these veterans and, and somebody steps up. Someone always steps up. And maybe I'm saying that and it won't happen this year. But that's been the case for the past couple of years. You know, it's been the case for someone. Look and look at the trade for Tony last year too. That was huge. That was a huge addition. That really was. And so you can fall. I don't think that, you know, obviously they didn't do anything like that this year, but right. uh, we'll see someone like that. We'll see someone break out. And maybe MVS, you know, look at MVS, you know, like I, I think he's pissed that he had some drops 
and and I think he'll get that right. Hope so. I mean, you're gonna gonna need somebody to step up on on this offense. I think, especially in that wide receiver room, that's been the biggest issue. I think that I think that's been unanimous. Is like that's been the Chiefs' biggest issue um, through the first nine games of the season, through the first half of the season, basically. They've had no clear wide receiver roles necessarily be defined. Uh, they're still it's, it still feels like they're trying to figure out wide receiver roles in week week ten now. Uh, they're still trying to figure out who's going to be that who's going to be that guy that kid they can go to on third down. Who's what's the package that they want to roll out to on uh, you know if they want to get a deep ball like they're still trying to figure that out and I it's frustrating to some extent uh, that they're figuring trying to figure that out still. In, uh, in week 10, but uh, yeah, big game coming up, obviously, after the bye week. Lots of storylines, no shortage of storylines. Uh, Eagles also coming off of a bye week as well, so that'll be really interesting to see how these uh, two teams stack up and match up, but uh, we're going to we're gonna talk a little bit more about uh, looking around the NFL at, during week 10 as, look, the Chiefs, as we mentioned, on a bye week, you're going to have to, you're going to have to fill your time with something else, and why not more football? Uh, so we're going to give a heavy cover there, talk about some other matchups around the league and much more. We'll obviously end up with a uh, blind nil too. So make sure to stay tuned for that. Uh, you're lo- you're watching, you're listening to outside the trenches presented by five farms. We'll be right back. after this. Thanks for listening to Casey sports network. Make sure you download our new app, find it on the app store or Google play. Just search Casey sports network. This show is sponsored by better help. Do you look forward to the holidays? Maybe you struggle with the seasonal blues as days start to get colder and shorter here in Kansas City. And this time of year can be a lot, and it's natural to feel some sadness or some anxiety about it. But I think something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all of the stress and change. Something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, and to give you the tools to manage everything that's going on. It's a helpful learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries that empowers you to be the best version of yourself as well. And it isn't just for people who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash KCSN to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash KCSN. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Appreciate everybody hanging out with us live here. Uh, as we go live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. here on the KCSN YouTube channel, Twitter page. And obviously, we appreciate you listening to the podcast after the fact. Couldn't do it without you. But we got some exciting stuff to announce at KCSN here coming soon. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it. It's a professional tease right there, Nick. That's how you do it. That's how you do it in the big that's a good one. You're you're a natural talker. I, I've seen you grow over the years, and just from from smooth transitions to uh, to excellent commercial reads, it's been great. It's been, I love watching you grow. So I feel like a proud father. It's been what? We're, this is like year. We're on year three, right, of doing this podcast together. I think so, man. I, I'm not sure. It's been so long. I, BJ and I did this before the Chiefs were good, right? With he's with the Chiefs. So like, if that tells you anything, right? It was like when Alex Smith. We're talking about Alex Smith. Yeah, I just destroyed my microphone. So apologize to anybody listening. And I cut up out of my chair, just absolutely destroyed my mic. Um, that's that's still not as professional as I uh, lead on. True, but uh, <laughs> no, it's it's been it's been a minute. So I think I mean, yeah, I was doing. I remember doing this with uh, you and BJ, and then Big B coming on board. Obviously, now with this stack, he's doing all right. Um, but appreciate everybody watching with us live at the time. Hey, drop some comments in there. Let us know. Ask us questions. Uh, we'll, we're down for anything on this show. As you know, we started talking about Maction, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna get all over the place here, Nick. But uh, any games on the NFL slate? Now, full disclaimer: not a good slate this weekend. Uh, it's not. Have you looked? The primetime games are bad. The primetime games are not good. Um, I think the Bears are in prime time again. The Ooh. Jets are on Sunday Night Football, I think. Oh, are we not flexing things yet? Well, you you have the ability to flex, and, and uh, nothing has been flexed. So not a very good slate. Uh, Bears-Panthers is Thursday. Shout out Nick, uh, Super Producer Nick in the chat here helping me out. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to be watching that game. I'm going to find whatever college football game is on on Thursday and probably watch that because it'll be a better brand of football, truthfully. Um, but, Nick, anything sticks out to you? Yeah, uh, Browns and Ravens. Uh, I, I really like that. I really like I think, you know, that that's definitely going to be a game where you're going to want to take the under because it's going to be a, a defensive battle uh, for sure. Like, I, I think it's going to be it's going to be a great game. It'll be a... Uh, Multiple of three game, right? Where the score would be like nine to six, like a extreme extreme soccer match score. Uh, but it'll be a low. There might be double double single digits on on this one. You yeah. know, like that would be a that would be a bet nine to six or something like that, or you know, like a and a late a late field goal will do it. Yeah, I'm curious too. You you piqued my interest. I'm going to do a live lookup of this right now. On on because on DraftKings Sportsbook you can pick final scores. Like if you are so confident in what you <laughs> think the final score will be, you can lay down some money on it. DraftKings will take your money if you love that. Are, love if, that. if you're confident on it. Uh, but you score a lot for a reason, Tucker. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. That, 
that is probably a, the one of the only good ones. Uh, Niners Jags is another good one too, as as well that we'll get. But the Ravens have themselves kind of a tough schedule coming up because they have the Bengals next week, so they're going to go from Browns to Bengals, and we're going to really see uh, what they're made of here. Uh, I agree with. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. But I was looking at the chat, but I agree with producer Nick. Where the Lions at Chargers? That's going to be a good one. Yeah, it could it could be a good one, or it could be a stinker. Like uh, this is the thing with that one. I the Lions could just absolutely blow them out. Um, I this there's a lot uh lot going on. I liked uh, this comment here from uh, Balloon Raccoon. Also, by the way, sick name, uh, Balloon Raccoon. Holy cow! Uh, honestly, it will be fun to watch the dumpster fire, and who knows, it could be the game of the year. You're right. You're right. It could be. Sometimes bad football is good football, and honestly, the motto of the Sickos Committee, Nick, I don't know if you're uh, familiar with the Sickos Committee on Twitter, it has to usually do with college football, but they're based on the premises of all football is good football. Yeah. Um, so that's, especially this time of the year, only have so many Sundays, you only have so many Saturdays, all football is good football. Producer Nick nailed it. I'm in the same boat camp as this one too. Bad movies, sometimes bad movies are so bad that they're good. Listen, I think all movies are good. Uh, I've been tested on that take a little bit, but even if I'm watching a bad movie, Nick, I I think I still enjoy myself when I'm watching a bad movie. It's entertainment. You know, it's entertainment. And, you know, football has become entertainment. And you got to just take it as such. And it, it is funny when you do watch Patrick Mahomes at quarterback and then you watch some some person who's temporary and you're like, oh, boy, this is, this is rough to watch. And it's... Uh, uh, one of my favorite characters is uh, Jason Lee's character in Vanilla Sky, and he says you got to have the sweet with the sour because if you don't have the sour, you don't know how sweet the sweet is. Mm, that's a bar. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's some pretty bad quarterback matchups around the league too uh, going on in some of these games. Truly awful. Yeah, Tyson Badgen is starting for the. Uh, for the Bears with Bryce Young. I think Bryce Young's still starting. Who knows if he's hard again. Uh, I think he's still planning on starting. Uh, but, like, they, they still have uh, Nick, Nick producer Nick brought up uh, Tommy DeVito. He's not very good. Like, he's their, he's, he's their like, third stringer. Uh, rookie out of old Illinois. Uh, slinging that thing. Uh, listen, he had a good quarter for a little bit uh, when he came in for the first time. It was kind of fun to see Tommy sling that thing. Uh, but yeah, it was no Josh was, Dobbs. No Josh Dobbs, which like, Nick, let's talk about that. how hard is that. I I want you to give some perspective into like how like you saw. I will first. I guess I want your reaction. Like you saw that Josh Dobbs coming in five days before, yeah, uh, playing quarterback, not having not having to take a taken a snap from his center. The linemen don't know what his cadence sounds like. The wide receivers have no idea. Like they're not on the same page. They haven't even ran routes together. How tough? What he just did? How hard is that? Well, it's 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 extremely difficult, right? That's why he's a he's an in, uh, space engineer. Right? He's like NASA level aerospace engineer, and so he's smart. He picks up the plays. You remember it. But I also think you know, great coaching job too for sort of you know like telling him like translating the playbook to him on the field you know i thought i'd love the the era that we live in now where we can get a live look not a live look but like a post-op like a day later from the head coach to say what'd you do 
what what was on there, right? And it's like everyone's trying to give the information where there's so much information trying and love it. And that clip on the sidelines of him taking staff to the center, it's a real thing. Because as a center, um, you, you get a different quarterback in there. It feels different. Um, down there, it feels different. They have different, <laughs> a different firmness. Down there. I'm not even kidding. I know you're and, not. Like, I know you're not. Cadence, right? And it's a cadence. It's just... It just it's different, so you got to get into with that. But man, it also takes you know um, a good job for him for for being being great with it. You also have an advantage too because you know the opposing team has no clue what you're about, right? You know, so it's the advantage. That's why you think okay, it's great, and then next week it'll be a blowout. Like okay, now we know who you are. You put himself on film. Okay, we're gonna expose you now. Kevin McConnell saying that they were basically like drawing plays up in the huddle. I'm just like, yeah, you run an out, you run the up. Uh, yeah. You run the go, you run the thing here. Yeah, I mean, it's so it's so funny that it happened against the Falcons and Arthur Smith, who Arthur Smith, not good at his job so far. Uh, he can't get the ball to his playmakers in terms of, uh, look at Kyle Pitts, can't get him the ball. Bijan Robinson having a hard time getting him the ball. Uh, it's it's so funny where he talks about like oh my offense needs like weeks to develop. Josh Dobbs comes in there, being there for five days, and was like, okay, I'll just go ahead and beat you here real quick because the quarterback that had been <laughs> he'd been he 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 was traded to come in and play quarterback, right? But yeah. he wasn't ready to come in and play quarterback on that <laughs> day. He wasn't ready at all. Not at all. No, he wasn't. And it's funny to see like why you don't need time for your offense to develop. You know, I think coaches try to earn their paycheck a little too hard sometimes. And it's like, it ain't like that. It doesn't have to be this complex system. Uh, I think simple is better. I think, honestly, if an offense, I honestly think you could be a great offense if you had a tech mobile offense. If you ran six plays and you could run them into anything, then I think you'd be great. You know, you would need, you would need a third and short, like a short yardage package, which is similar to your goal line, short yardage. Um, you would need a package to um, to run some sort of run scheme, and then you would need a pass scheme where you know you're doing the third and long. So you know we get the exotic blitzes, and if you just have that, you're fine. That's all you really need. I agree. That's all I do in Madden. I just call the same plays over and over. Are you a big Madden person? Not really. Not really. Here's the way that I like to use Madden is the way that Madden's not really intended, right? I I like for it to be super easy. Like I like to go on there and I like to just put up the the insane numbers. Because like that's what it's for, right? I'm I'm not going to kick back, relax and go to a defensive struggle in the middle of a game. No, dude, I'm going to be the quarterback. I'm going to lock on the offense. I'm going to throw for 500 yards and I'm going to have 40 touchdowns. Like in the first half. In the first half. Like that's how I want to play it. Like I understand, like it's not fun. Like some people are like, oh, that's not that's not like that's not challenging. I know I don't want it to be challenging. Like I don't right. want to have fun playing. Yeah, I just I just want to like okay, that makes sense. I, I like that a lot, and it's fun too. It's fun to have those games too, where you have gaudy stats. They have a whole season's worth of stats in one game. <laughs> and it's like I've played three games and have thrown thirty-seven touchdowns. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like I want to do that. It's a lot more fun than like. <laughs> playing the game and having what four touchdowns and seven picks like that's not fun yeah. 
No, I was not final. I, I had a buddy who, um, he, he, many broken controllers were, were had when you play him in NC2A football. I think it was like 02 or 01, but he had Miami and Santana Moss. He would move Santana Moss to quarterback and they, he would run five wides yep. and it was like a cheat code because he would just roll them out. And if you didn't cover him, he would run. And if you did cover him, he could just throw the ball uh, up there to like, I think it was like Jeremy Shockey or something like that. And it was just, it was undefeated. And you're like, I can't. And yeah, you'd break the controller because you were like, I hate you. This is difficult. There's always, there's always plays like that too. And, and like, I think there's one going around Madden right now. That's like an RPO that will like glitch out the game. Like, it, like oh, really? if you, yeah, there's, there's one that's like, there's like a play that's banned in Madden tournaments. I can't it's really like RPO glance alert or something like that. Like if okay. you if you're the quarterback and you keep it and you just like run around the edge, no one will chase you. Oh, that's um, amazing. So they had to nerf it, right? Like they do in yeah. Fortnite with weapons, right? Where they just don't don't do it. Yep. Just can't. Wow. I've always thought I've I've always thought that the the not Nintendo, the video game tournaments were crazy when I watched Entourage. Like I thought that when I when I first when I first heard about those and I'm like and all these mad tournaments man they're crazy have you ever watched on you've been on YouTube rabbit holes and seen those tournaments yeah oh yeah those are crazy like and even how they play like I watch them play FIFA and they all they just just like pass 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 shot pass 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 shot it was like wow this is intense that's not how you play soccer but it's- no oh they don't play like the game like the actual sport at all like that's another thing that like. That's another thing that was tough for me to adjust to because, like, I would I play FIFA, I pass it back, I pass in the ball around, like I pass, <laughs> I'm pass it, it. it around. I'm playing it out the back. That's how I'm playing FIFA. That's not how. That's not like how actual people play FIFA though. Like the competitive people are like, okay, we're taking risks on everything. We're slide tackling. We're passing the ball all around. We're getting after it like that. But I was actually in St. Louis. Now that you mentioned that, that brought this probably this. It's not not necessarily. This wasn't a Madden tournament, but it was a uh, Super Smash Bros. tournament. Oh yeah, that's big on like on sixty not sixty four, but on GameCube too. Even yeah, it was even on like the old school. Uh, I, I think people had like like the GameCube controllers that they plugged into like the computer. Okay, uh, was sure. kind of the deal. But um, dude, like it was incredible. Like the production of it was wild because it was in the ballpark village that they had. And it was on like the main stage, and like they're they're playing these these two computers like facing each other basically, um, watching it up on the big screen. Like man, they're good. Number one, like it's fun to watch when people are good at that stuff. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, it's 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 one of those things where like it's unreal because I think a lot of times too, like when you look at uh for like Madden, like you don't you don't run the ball in Madden. Are you gonna run the ball? Some people are good at it, but like no one wants to run the ball for fun unless you're active like player locked on the running back, then that's fun. Uh, but yeah, the game is not played how it is intended to in real life. It's supposed to be like a simulation game, right? Like it's supposed to be, oh, this is very similar to real life. It's not. No. Well, everyone wants NFL Blitz. Like like when you're in a studio, you yeah. have the NFL Blitz. That to me was football person. Like that's like it's entertainment. There's no PI. Um, all the players look like these big old roided up you know, polygon shapes. And um, even like the quarterbacks were like oh, swole, yeah. you know, but it was, it was cool. And, but that's entertainment. That's the entertainment aspect. That's what you want. Yeah. Little, small little playbook, pick it out, double passes, whatever. 
Like that's that's where, where football needs to go to to get in the real TV viewers. Have you seen the A seven FL thing? No, man. So what it is tackle football? It's tackle football, but they don't wear any pads at all. They don't wear helmets, and it's full on like just football, and it's rough, and it's like it's awesome. It's so. so cool. Is it like sevens rugby kind of, but like football? You're saying? Uh, I don't I don't know if it's like sevens rugby at all, but I think it's called A seven FL. But it's yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's okay. so cool. It, it like it always pops up my Instagram feed, and I, I absolutely love it. And it's 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 awesome. That's that's how that's football, and I think that's they should have that as sub flag football instead of flag football in the Olympics. You watch the highlights? Uh, no, I just saw that Dominique Rogers Cromarty uh, <laughs> is with the Tampa Bay Nightcrawlers, uh, and that really? makes so like yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Dominic Rogers Cromarty. People forget he has a really good song uh, named after him. Uh, do you? There's that Philly sports guy who uh, did like songs for like Lorenzo Cain and everything. When he, because when Andy Reid came to Kansas City, he made songs for them. I think about him every now and again. But like well, Dominic Rogers Cromarty, he says all the ladies in Philly want to pop up a party with Dominic Rogers Cromarty. Oh, which wow. like that's no. a bore. That's a bore. Yeah. Let's no. I think Eddie Murphy's "Party All the Time" will be the best celebrity crossover song in the history of time because it just gets me going it's a good song it'd be my baseball walk music Ooh, that's a good I, i'm sure we've had that blind note before but i'm sure that would be a good one speaking of blind nail nick um let's get into it because uh i'm gonna pull up my sheet here of of the ones that i have do you have one do you have one have you are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna just come up with one on the spot no, no, no. Remember last week I said that I had two written down, so I had one for this week too. Uh, but after this week, I'm out. I You're don't out. have any more. Uh, I was thinking of a day of. I was thinking about a day of when I start to do all the, all like doing all the research, everything like that. I just That's when I like to really just, that's what I'm feeling. Mine is usually when the other person's talking when I talk in that. <laughs> Love that. Or I'll text, uh, text our friend Jordan Foote. Okay. Uh, and I'll say, Jordan, what do you think we should talk about? What do you what? Give me a blind note. What do you What do you want to talk about? I remember the first time I met Jordan. I was like, "Your Twitter profile does not match who you are." No, it doesn't, dude. He's the, he tries to be this buttoned-up professional reporter. That's not him. That's not Jordan at all. <laughs> oh, I loved him too. I loved him. He's fantastic. All right, I got hit, hit, hit it up. Hit it up. What's your blind note? Okay, okay. It's a football-related one. I I hope that you don't have a football-related one, so we can end. I don't. Some- Perfect. I do not. Um, who has been the most impressive team to you so far in this NFL season? Um. So, are we talking like the full season? Like, who's been like the week in, week out? Yeah, who's been who's been the most impressive team to you so far this season? Just um, this is going to sound boring, but Philly. Like to me, Philly is like if you want to talk about like power rankings, I'd give Philly. I give Philly because they've been consistently just just great team. Yeah. Like, what was their one loss? Was it San Francisco? Right? Did they get? Did they lose? No, they lost to the Jets. Right? Am I right, Nick? Check that. Check. Yeah, they, they lost yeah. to the Jets. Okay. Because okay. I, I knew that I knew that it was some bogus team like the Chiefs. Like the Chiefs lost to the. Broncos. Broncos. Yeah, exactly. And the Lions. And, yeah, the Lions. <laughs> but no, to me, okay, so they, they have this great squad. They have this great nucleus. 
and and they just they're, they're they're solid on all fronts. You have a great offensive line. You had a great a great defensive line. You know your quarterback is making solid throws. Is playing for um, long long run. You know he's he's a running quarterback, but he understands that he's got to adapt his game to play long like Brady. You know to be around for many years and just some good decisions being made. And I just love um, who they picked up. Uh, what's his face with the bright shoes uh, from Tennessee? AJ Brown. Oh, how how they let him walk? Uh, how Tennessee did is it was a train. Well, I mean, just still though, right? I mean, yeah, you 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 got him out there. Like you're like, hey, we don't want you. Mm-hmm. We want some lots of people like. Because he was kick ass and he's a playmaker. Like he's an absolute playmaker. And it's just, oh, it's just, it's a great combo. He's a true WR1. He's a dog. Yeah. That's what I love about him. But yeah, but I'd say Philly, Philly for me by far, just they had the complete team. You could say 49ers, but I'm not sold on Brock Purdy. So that's why, that's why I wouldn't say the Niners, uh, in case you're curious. And Buffalo's been inconsistent as hell. Uh, you don't know what you're going to get. But Philly, Week in, week out, man. They've been doing it. When I started to come around on Brock Purdy, that's when he played like garbage the last three games. You know? It's just like, I was like, you know what? Maybe I should start to like Brock Purdy. You know, it was one of those things like, maybe I should give him some respect. Then he goes out there and has three bad games in a row. So I'm with you there on the Niners. I was looking up that trade that the Eagles made to the Titans. They gave them uh, number 18 and number 101 overall uh, for A.J. Brown, and then they signed him to a 57 or four-year $100 million contract that included $57 million guaranteed. And uh, he wanted to stay in Tennessee, but the, they didn't offer him enough money, is what he said. Um That's crazy. I don't know, man. I feel like you got to have some way not to break the bank. You know, you got to like, man, you, you got to say, give money to some other people around you. Like what Brady would do back in the day, right? We yeah. talked about many times. He was the top five, top 10 paid quarterback. Never with like the top guy because he knew better. Right? Don't take all the money. Then you have no one around you. All this money, you have no one around you. Like, like, like opposite of Dak Prescott, you know, all the money around you and you got I don't know why. I don't know why I just went out of my way to take a swipe at Dak, but it just bothers <laughs> me how the Cowboys could be that team as well. But Dak is his play is so inconsistent. Yeah, I to me it's been the Ravens, um, and now I knew going into the year the Ravens were going to be better, right? And, and right. I knew that I knew that going into it, but it's it was a big year for Lamar in terms of like, hey, you got to prove it. You got now you have weapons around you. Now that they actually put weapons around you. They paid you. Let's see it. It's been pretty impressive. This is week's going to be a big week for that. But I think they've been pretty impressive uh, to get back to uh, contending for the top seed in the AFC. And that that AFC North right now has three or four. All four teams are getting into the playoffs since the playoffs started today, which is kind of crazy to think about a whole division making the playoffs. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, I've been I've been most impressed impressed by the Ravens. Uh, just because how their team built, how they've been performing. Even when they had J.K. Dobbins go out, they got another running back that comes in and has a big game. So it's it's one of those things where um, I just think the comeback of Lamar Jackson, his return to prominence is, uh, is, uh, is, 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 is the most impressive thing for me so far uh, this year, Nick. 
Yeah, well, and I'm I'm looking at all, all their games. Man, their defense is is really good. Yeah, like they got a good defense, and they're playing well on the road. Uh, they're playing well at home. It's yeah, man. It's so if, if you get any sort of spark with that offense from from Lam Lam, um, could be huge. I didn't like how there was some sort of extended contract negotiations with Lam Lam uh, to get him done because it's always like. I'm always curious, like, is he, is he at, was he asking too much or were the Ravens like, man, you're sus. We don't know if we're going to pay you like that, but it's like, man, who else are you going to get? You know, who yeah. else you him? especially how their offense is built. There's not like, so that, that was always the thing with Lamar too. Is like, where was Lamar going to go? And they like, <laughs> and it like, you want to go, where would you want uh, San Francisco? True. Yeah. Yeah. It, they're in Miami. Imagine him with the dolphins. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> that would be that would be intense. You got, I mean, that that backfield alone, right? You imagine the QB run game with with those guys, um, and then you got Tyree Kill to cap it off. Like that's oh my gosh, that could be good. I know he was like he was rumored to the Falcons, like the Falcon, but I guess the Falcons never actually called. Which uh, malpractice, I am uh, from the Falcons there. Uh, yeah, that don't work. that running? What was that excuse? It sounded like my my children when you catch them with their hand in the cookie jar. He's right? bad, dude. He's gonna get fired. Yeah. He's he's been there for a year and a half. He's why I think I think honestly, Tucker. Sometimes I think coaches, um, like I think coaches are going going. I think they shut it down. They're sound like a three year contract and they're guaranteed. And they're like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I'm yeah. sick of spending the night here at the facility. I want to, I want to just go home and get paid, and they just go. You know what? I'm gonna um, office space it. I'm just gonna not care, yeah. and I'm gonna, you know, whatever. Just peace fire. Nick, bring that comment back up there from uh, T Bone. Uh, I do think Lamar most impressive, other than the Chiefs being the one seed. Yeah, I think we're pretty, we're kind of like uh, maybe we're numb to it, especially being in Kansas City. The Chiefs being the one seed is actually pretty impressive. Uh, especially at this juncture uh, of the season with uh, the issues that they've had at wide receiver and everything like that. That's that's kind of impressive. But I I, ha- I will say, sans the Chiefs, because it's easy for us to say the Chiefs, I do think. Uh, for me, it's been it's been the AFC and it's been uh, it's been Lamar and the Ravens over there. The NFC, they are who we thought they were, Nick, when you start to really think about it. Like, they're as bad as we thought they were. Yeah, well, I thought the Cowboys would have a shot, but man, they just uh, just don't look good. It, it's a two horse race over there. I mean, it's 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 Philly or San Francisco or bust. Like like that's that that'll be the the NFC Championship game for sure. Will will be that the, those two will battle to see who gets to gets gets to go the big one. Uh, I tell you what though, um, be on the lookout for healthy Joe Burrow. I oh my god! I mean, I know it's a one game data set. But I saw Joey B hit him with the pump fake in a game. Dude. Underrated, underrated QB move is the pump fake. Like, I mean, we, we say it way too often in real life. Like, right? Like, oh man, I, you know, I, I thought we we're gonna go out, but you pump fake me, okay? Or it's like, oh man, that's that pump. Like that, that's a legit move. Like the pump fake is and, and he's just so smooth with it. Once he's healthy, talk about a guy who helps his own line a lot, it's Joey B. Mm-hmm. It's because yeah, it's it's it's. I, I was watching him and I was impressed. I was very impressed. 
it's probably not a popular take in Kansas City, but I like to watch Joe Burrow play quarterback. Like he, he is one of those guys when healthy. Man, I, that was uh, that was probably one of the like funniest things is after the game against the Bills. He was asked after the game, like, "Hey, what's what's been different? Like from the early part of the week to the year to to now? Like you guys are doing the offense is a whole lot better." And he's like, "Well, I can run, yeah, uh, so <laughs> I can I feel that. both of my legs." So, yeah. Um, um, no, dude. Like when he's on, it it it's it's fun to watch. It's really fun to watch, man. Yeah, honestly, like for me, it, it is difficult to watch games with bad quarterbacks, and there's not a good O lineman in there. It's tough for me to watch games where they just look sloppy and the execution is poor and they miss their their chances. Because I think to me, why I love watching the NFL is that when you get an opportunity, you get the small little window to 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 put a missile into the Death Star. Uh, they do it. You know, the good ones do it nine times out of ten, and it's it's a thing of beauty to see the uh, get exploited. It's like when I watch in the English Premier League. You know, they get like an open open space, top of the eighteen, boom, it's getting slotted. Back, back, back of the bulge in the old onion bag for sure. It's pretty. All right, Nick, why don't you take us home with your blind nail? All right, so uh, you're an NFL player, okay, and you're a chief, okay. okay? You're from here, and uh, your whole life story. You're from here. You went to college at, or you Missouri State, Missouri West. Where'd you go to school at? Northwest Missouri State. Thank you, Northwest Missouri go State. Go Cats. And. Um, so you have Monday. So you uh, so you got back from London Sunday, yep, or Monday, whatever. And you had a um, workout Monday, and then Tuesday you're off. So Wednesday today is the start of your bye week. Oh yeah. What are you doing this week? Are you going somewhere? Are you flying somewhere? Are you you getting a, uh, on a boat with a bunch of friends? Um, you know, like what are you doing? Maybe Argentina for a concert. Who knows? <laughs> who I don't. Who did that? Uh, Travis Kelsey's going to Argentina for Taylor Swift. Oh boy! Yeah. Reportedly, I shouldn't. I shouldn't say. I shouldn't say that's a confirmed thing. The concert's tomorrow, maybe. Right. Well, that's good. You got time to recover. Yeah. And if you listen, if, and if you're on a private jet, the world. Well, you want, that's the world that's so want. different. That's you're not, yeah, you're not, you know, you're not in the middle seat, like you know, scrunched up like this. I mean, he, it's if you're fly private, man, you 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 land refreshed. You know, it's like you land refreshed. It was like taking a ten minute car ride. You know, it's you feel good. It it doesn't even mess with you, and you're probably in the same time zone too, maybe. Yeah, I know Mexico City's in Central. Uh, Producer Nick says Argentina is in the Eastern time zone, maybe. Uh, so, so like. Yeah, I'd like you're not gonna get a ton of jet lag. I wonder how long of a flight it is. I'm sure there's. I'm sure I could Google it, but uh, yeah. no, I probably wouldn't go to Argentina for a concert necessarily. I would probably. I've seen a lot of the guys on Instagram that I follow. They're just, they just go back home. They just go back home. They just hang out with uh, with some loved ones. Uh, I, I I'm very much a guy who likes to. I like I like a good staycation. Yeah, um, I'm a big staycation guy where I just stay home and just shut the brain off. Don't do anything. Uh, kind of like a mental reset type of guy when it comes to a lot of that stuff. So for me, I mean, I do like to travel. Don't get me wrong. But like, especially if I know I got to be back by like, by like X day on X time, 
Like, okay, I'm just going to stay here. I'm not going to put myself through the, through the travel stress. I'm not going to rely on Southwest to give me home on time or American or Delta because I'm probably not flying private. Um, even if I'm on the Chiefs, I'm probably not flying private because I'm probably not a high up on that 53-man roster, that 53-man uh, that, that <laughs> total. Um, in this world, you're not all pro. No, I'm not all pro. Listen, in my <laughs> this is what it comes down to. In my fantasy of being an NFL player, I'm like on the practice squad, dude. I'm a game day activate or I am a game day inactive is what my oh, latch is like. Uh, so you. like I go through the whole motions. I'm on the 53. I'm just an I'm just healthy scratch all the time. Right. I, did you like? Were you ever healthy healthy scratch? I was. Um, I was hating scratch. Um, uh, no, no. Uh, I actually it was weird. So when I was in New Orleans, I was the backup. Yeah. And for the first eight weeks, I was I was I was the healthy scratch, and that was because um, I don't know they had a vet, you know, being the center and guard guard that they really yeah, liked. Yeah. And then over like the, the weeks uh, of practice, they were like, wow, we really like you. We want you to be the backup now. So I would come in, work week would start Wednesday, and we'd have our special teams meeting at 8, 8.30. And it'd be the first. And I'd look up on there, and they'd have the field goal team. And, and if I was on the field goal team, that means I was active that week. If I wasn't <laughs> on the field goal team, I was inactive. So like honestly, um, I loved it because it was it was crazy. It was stressful. Up until game day, where yeah. that whole week I'm practicing like I'm I'm one step away from being the starter. So I go from being inactive to being a starter. So I got to prepare for guard center guard, and you know, so I got to prepare like I'm the starter, watch film on stuff. But it's cool because Sunday you wake up and I'm like, and I'm, I I look at all three guards, you know, make sure you know to see if okay, did you get the flu last night? Because that'd be the only way like I'm starting. Like it'd be like all of a sudden it goes from hey you're inactive, you know, hot dog at halftime to you're starting. So it was like, so I wake up Sunday and like, see if they're all healthy. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm chilling. I'm getting my hot dog at halftime. You know, I'm in street clothes. It was no stress. It, it was actually like the best went from like, okay, you're good. Like no stress. And I, I loved it. it. It was actually great. It was nice. See, I think that's a pretty solid gig is to be a healthy and active. You get, the, you get, the, you get the, all the, uh, the glory. You st- I mean, you still get your game check, right? Of course. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that seems like a good idea. That seems like, sign me up for that. Golly, you convinced me. I was like, I was like, oh wait, you don't play. Does that mean you get a game check? Oh no, you, of course you do. Oh, it's the same. It, it don't it don't mess with anything. No, it, it was great. I enjoyed it because I used to like. It was cool, like to go. You go on these road games, right? You get time. Like I'd go shopping. Yeah. Um. You know, go to a mall, go out to eat. It was great. Um. Obviously, you don't drink. You know, I'm not a total degenerate. And. Um, but yeah, it, w- it was cool, but it could go from, it could go from zero to a hundred real quick. If like, cause one yeah. time a center got at the flu and he woke up on Sunday and he goes, and then I remember coming down and be like, okay, cool. All right. This is it. And, but you, you know, I'm a professional. So you, right. Right. I mean, you still take so us a week. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you take the amount of reps and you act like you are the starter and you, you do your notes and watch your game film and all that stuff. So, yeah. It's, it's cool. I want so it's, you're doing a staycation. You're doing a staycation then? I think that's what I'd do. What, what would you do? Um, what I would do is I'm with you. It depends on the city. Like it depends mm-hmm. on what city I was in, right? If if it was like um, a Buffalo or a Green Bay, uh, I would try to go to the nearest big city because I, I played in I played in Phoenix, uh, so we would stay in Phoenix. Like you know, there's so many resorts in Scottsdale. 
and my wife and I, we we would just we would take pack up our stuff and we pack up weekend bags. We get Wednesday, like Wednesday would go and check into a hotel and just live in that live in Scottsdale, not go back to our house. So huh. be in a hotel, so do the staycation, and we'd go out to eat, you know, we drink, we'd hang out, um, wouldn't watch TV. Just just it's a good mental, mental break. Because remember, you're locked in, right? Yeah. Nonstop football. And this is your time to kind of breathe. Like I, I remember doing the whole like go back to K State, watch a game, but I don't want all that stress. Yeah, I don't want to see people. I don't want to be nothing. I just want to be with my people. And um, when I was in St. Louis, went back to Dallas or a concert one time, and you know we we got a we got a nightclub. We got you know I went went partied at a nightclub in Dallas. It was fun with my buddies. I enjoyed that. But after a while, you're just like, man, I just want peace and quiet. Yeah, I do see a lot of like Hunter Holmes like. As we're as we're recording this podcast is like at the Mavericks game, like he's back in Texas and he's he's doing doing stuff like that. I think they have a house there in Dallas. Yeah, they got a house in Vaquero. and like the like just really cool part of um, it's like right west of Grapevine. I think is that near uh, South Lake? It's right. It's west of South Lake too. Yeah, it's Grapevine South Lake and like Trophy Club Vaquero. It's a cool. It's a it's a really nice area. It's a really pretty area. Is that where is that where Jerry lives? Uh, he might. Uh, a lot of I know the Joe Bros lived there in Vaquero. Sean Payton lived in Vaquero. So yeah, it's yeah a lot of CEOs live in Vaquero. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. if that tells you, it's like a it's like a Lee Wood on steroids. Lee Wood on steroids. Yeah, it's crazy. You can imagine that. Yeah, I mean, listen, I've seen a lot of guys do their bye week differently, but I think I'm with you, Nick. I think it's the the staycation is the route to go. But uh, any final thoughts before we uh before we head out of here? No man, that was uh, that was good. I like that man. I'm gonna be thinking about Maction. Um, you know, the over always take the over on a Maction too. There's always insane basketball scores with the Maction. So I love that. It kind of turned into a defensive conference here recently. That's it. That's yeah, awesome. That's it. Bit. I love that. Take the under then. My yeah, my Rockets have are playing pretty well right now. Oh, nice. I Everybody I'm gets that's Toledo. You know, they're like they want to say the Mud Hens, but that's the 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 minor. I played with a few guys from Toledo. So I know. Now the story, the, the history of Toledo as a city is very interesting. Between because between Ohio and Michigan, they fought over the city for a little bit because it is right on. I think one of the it's like Kansas City, it's like a Kansas City. It's on. Yeah, so I like oh the way Ohio drew the border is so they got it, and Michigan wanted uh, Toledo in their border. Uh, maybe that's maybe we save that for a different podcast. I give you the history of Toledo and like city. Uh, but it, it's very interesting. If you're, if you guys are interested in it, go check it out or maybe just check it us out next week as, uh, we'll hopefully have big B back. He's, he's well, he had a, a knee surgery. Uh, so he'll be, he'll be back better than ever. Uh, and we'll be back on another week of outside the trenches. We'll have a game to talk about and we'll have some of these, uh, matchups. We'll see more about this AFC race and see if the uh, those those old Baltimore Ravens are for real. They've got a big test this week. They got a big net text coming up next week as well as the Chiefs will also have a big test as well. But for Nick Lecky, I'm Tucker Franklin. Thank you for watching and listening to Outside the Trenches presented by our friends at Five Farms Irish Cream Liqueur. We'll talk to you guys next week.